Today on the Marvel Cinematic Universe podcast, we are talking about Jessica Jones season two in its entirety. Sorry we didn't get all those individual casts up, but we're going to talk about all of it now. Jessica Jones! Welcome to the Marvel Cinematic Universe podcast. My name is Matthew Carroll. And I'm Jeff Randall. Jeff Randall, this has been an exciting series, my friend. It has been. Um, I thought they did a great job with season two. Let's go a spoiler alert, and we're just going to dive right... Well, I guess, uh, for those who haven't seen the show yet, uh, overall thoughts. You've had, you, you, pitch it to somebody who hasn't seen it. Okay, all right. So, are we assuming that they've seen episode... Or, I'm sorry, series one? Season one? Sure. Jesus. Okay, if we're assuming they've seen season one, we're going we're gonna to go, forget everything you thought you knew. Throw all of that crap from season one out. Right. Like, yes, yes, take the, the character growth that happened, but all of the, the ideas that you had about everybody, those are gone. These are basically brand new characters. Hmm. And, well, by the end of it, they're brand new characters. Right, by the everybody, end. Everybody gets their time to shine, and everybody has their arc, and... You really feel bad for everybody because this show basically feels like a... It's like shining a spotlight on the worst parts of the human condition in every single episode. Hmm. Well, that, that didn't make me want to watch it, but I appreciate the pitch. It's it's if you like the dark shows. <laughs> it, yeah, this is, a, this is a pretty dark show. This is like Marvel's version of Black Mirror is what oh, it felt gosh. like. <laughs> um, I don't know that it, I don't know that it took me that far, but it was, it was definitely had its moments of, of sadness and, um, I, I mean, I, I, we'll, we'll dive, dive on in. I, I think if you haven't seen this season, uh, or if you haven't seen the season yet, you should check it out. It's, um, it's, every, it, it, I felt when I watched first season, I don't know how they're going to top that because I think the, the lack of Kilgrave was going to be a big problem. Um, but they did a good, I, and I still think it was. I don't think this is as good a season as season one because I, I think that that villain is just so good and so hard to replace. But um, what they did in, in lack of spectacle, they kind of replaced it with a more personal story, and it really moved moved the character of Jessica and all the other characters along in a, in an interesting way. So yeah. I think there's definitely some cool stuff to this season. Um, and with that, let's dive on into some spoilers in three, two, one. It was her mom. Her mom's the bad guy, and that's the big deal. That's the big, uh, what makes this season so personal. We talked I mean, about... We, had, we, talked, we had talked about what if it's her brother. Yeah, we didn't even think her mom. I don't know why, I, but, but we, were, <laughs> we were on the right track, her family members. Um, yeah, and so we I got guess, it right that it was a family member. I guess next season will be a brother, her brother. Yeah, and then, her, and then her dad is going to be like the the full cap, you know. Yeah, for sure. No, I'm. I think. Uh, yeah, I think like season four, she fights her dad. She literally fights the patriarchy. Um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> but no, I think this uh, this season did with, with the, the stories they were able to tell with her and the motivations they gave her, where she really wanted to protect her mother. She really loved her mother. Um, and by the, she's, she's so hardened and so used to pushing everything she cares about away that when she first sees her mother, she's totally immune 
to being pulled back in, even even though it's the it's the very family she lost and and that original pain. I thought that would be more impactful for her, but when she finds yeah. out, she's still like, "You're not my mother. She screw you." Her. I, she just can't believe that uh, she could have her mother back, and and I think yeah. that's a really uh, interesting way she handles that. And it seems like it seems like every other episode, she's like, "This is how I lose my mother." She kept saying, like, you know, that's how I lost my family. Yeah. And then now it's like, this is how I lose my mother. It's like, no, this is how I lose my mother. Oh, wait, no, that's how I lose my mother. Yeah. And it's, I mean, her mother never came back, really. Hmm. It's it's so sad to say that because, like, this lady, this Alyssa Jones you know, has the voice of her mother. Doesn't even have the face anymore Mm-mm. because, you know, the procedure or whatever to, to try to, you know, fix her burns. Doesn't even have her face anymore, but she's got her voice and she's trying so hard to reconnect and and to try to show that she can be redeemed. But she's got all of this bad stuff behind her. And like... You know, you think that she might be able to come back. She might be able to be redeemed. But then she's just like, yep, the more you kill, the easier it is. Let's just kill him. Like, talking about Price Chang in the in the bathtub. Just like, you just look the other way. I'll take care of this. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> I'll be no, you can't do that. <laughs> yeah. You say her mother never came back. And that's, and that's definitely partially true. Um, but it's also was really instructive to see how her mother was never what she thought she was. And and maybe her yeah. family never was what she thought she was. She's She's got this idealized version of what her family is, and that's why when she finally meets her mother, she can't believe that her mother would be this thing. Or her, her She thinks of herself as this monster who killed her... Uh, Jessica. Jessica thinks of Jessica as this monster who killed her own family, has these powers, is not like anyone else, and da-da-da-da-da. And then she thinks of her family as this sort of pure thing that she lost and she doesn't understand that they were just people with their own problems and now her mother has gone through a similar issue and has actually become a monster and she just can't believe it she can't uh let herself believe that her mother has uh uh, the, the 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 perfect family she lost is not that perfect family you know yeah she didn't have that perfect family to lose yeah but but she was so young it's just this idealized version, and that that was all really, really, really interesting and and and, co- and a cool way to handle their family. <laughs> it's not like yeah. you say she never came back, but it's almost like she couldn't come back to what Jessica wanted yeah. her to be because she never was that. Yeah, that mom that Jessica thought that she was did not and could not come back because you know never existed. Yeah, we just did a really good job of hiding all of our fights from you. Yeah. That was a rough. That was a rough scene to see, um, and Jessica, who is already disillusioned uh, with life, is becoming more so at this at yep. this age with like, you know, how her mother is and everything. Um, really, really sad to see Jessica um, go through that. Yeah, and she's like, "You guys never fought." It's like, yeah, they did. Every literally, come on, Jessica. Every couple fights. Yeah. you you are a pi. You know this. Yeah, you know. Literally everybody fights. And that's the thing. She has this, like, dark view of humanity. Uh, but 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 it's it's like the one thing that's preserved for her is her family. 
And now that's kind of been taken away and she doesn't have even like a good view of that anymore. And that's, that's really tough. Yeah. Not only that, but her friends that, you know, she considered her closest people, the people she could rely on are no longer there because she pushed them away. She didn't want to include them. I'm talking about Trish and Malcolm. Right. Like, because she wanted to handle it all on her own and not fully trust them. Like, yeah, she could count on them, but she didn't trust them with like the really big things like, Hey, the killer's my mom and we need to deal with this. Uh, it was like, I'll handle this. I'm the super person. You guys need to stay out of this. Like, no, we get it. Like, it's a fight that we can't be a part of because she'll punch us to death. Right. But well, it wasn't even that. It still... was that she didn't trust her mom around them. Oh, and eventually she didn't trust them with her mom, you know? Like, yeah. The, and, 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 and for good reason by the end of the season. Um, for very good reason. That's really, really rough. The, the ending, I just, I, I can't even... I can't, I can't even, like, she just really yeah. lost her. My mouth her... gaped open. What now? My mouth gaped open when that happened. I was like, whoa. Yeah, and, and we're talking about, of course, I, I almost want to give a second spoiler, and I will. Spoiler alert, um, the last episode, we're talking about, of course, that uh, Trish shoots her mother in the final scenes of the season, and that's... Trish shoots Jessica's mother. Yeah, Trish shoots Jessica's mother. That should, that, that should be clear. I wouldn't be sad if Trish shot her own mother. Yeah, that, that would be more expected, honestly. <laughs> At this point, yeah. So that was just insane. Just insane. Yeah, and not only was it insane just because of what she did, but, like, how she did it. She got a headshot from, like, 30, 40 feet away on a moving target on the first shot with a pistol. Like, that's that's really, really great. And I know that, you know, she had just been infused with the cat flu thing and the procedure (laughs) done or whatever. And I was just like, "Oh, it's it's a cat vaccine. That's gonna that's what's that that's gonna turn her into Hellcat." Okay, and then you know it, there was like she's puking up blood, and oh, it's not working. And then she gets that shot, and I'm like, "Oh, it's working," because you know she has that kind of uh, that sort of reaction time and that sort of precision is the word I'm looking for. Yeah, there's definitely something going on with her her getting powers, and um, I think we're gonna see more of that next season. Yeah, they leaned into it really, really hard in the last like frame with her in it. Yeah, where she th- caught her phone with her foot. Yeah. Oh, that's right. That's right. Yeah. So sure, her reflexes are up. It's pretty cool. Yeah, I thought that that was a good little like first, first inkling of it. Right. And you know, for people who don't like don't uh, think about or haven't ever worked with or used firearms, like that kind of shot is hard sure. to make with a pistol if you're not trained. And she's just like, boom, one shot, done. Yeah. No, no. And, and, uh, yeah, I don't know. Um, I don't know much about firearms itself, but it obviously isn't hard. But she's trained. Uh, she's trained with guns. Um, she's trained with guns. She's trained to fight. She's. We, we know Trish, is, Trish knows what she's doing. Um, so uh, that's Trish. I, I, th- I thought the whole, I don't know what to think about her as a, as a character going forward because of her addiction. Addiction to superpowers, basically. Yeah. And now she's, she's got She's them. got an addictive personality. She's just addicted to anything that she comes across that makes her feel good. Right. But being a superhero makes her feel good now. Well, so particularly, she has an addiction and a, and a desire for superpowers because she's been living, in a way, in Jessica's shadow her whole life. Um, and, you know, I don't... I honestly, like... I find her selfish. 
Oh yeah, like, for sure. In, in that moment, I was like, "You selfish little bitch!" Like I was so mad. I've been, I've been mad at a lot of characters in this season, <laughs> um, and I, I apologize for my for my language regarding them. But like Trish got on my damn nerves with this whole like, "I want to be a superhero." It's like, okay, I get that you want to be a superhero. Yes, I want to fly, but like you got to chill the fuck out, lady. <laughs> yeah. Because, like, she's doing real reckless shit to get superpowers. Yeah. <sighs> Just, I... Mm. <sighs> and then she took it upon herself to to do the thing that she thought that, her, that Jessica couldn't do because she thought it would be better. Like, I don't want you to have to kill your mom. I don't want you to watch your mom die by police. And, you know, I don't want the police to show up and her slaughter them. And that blood's on your hands, too. So I'll just take it upon myself. It's like, no, th- something, something could have been done. She said, no, this is the only way. And she had been preaching that it was the only way for, like, four episodes. She's like, we got to kill your mom. It's like, uh, I don't know about all that. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't, her, her whole, her, her whole thing of, of shooting her was, I think a bad call. <laughs> I think a bad call. I, I don't know. I don't know though. It, it really is possible. She's totally right that Jessica, she may have saved Jessica's life because the, the cops were on their way. Yeah. And I don't know what Jessica would have done in the face of the cops. I really don't. Yeah. And I, I, I don't either. She was so, what's the word? She was all over the place. She was unpredictable. That's not the word that I'm thinking of, though. Anyway, she was really just unstable. That's what it is. She was unstable when her mom was was in the picture. Because, like, she could go off on somebody. She could do the heroic thing. She tried to get her mom to do the heroic thing. Her mom liked doing the heroic thing, but was also okay with just killing anybody. Yeah, yeah. Her mom <laughs> just... Her mom has a has a sense of morality. She has a sense of what's right and wrong. She just doesn't have control of herself. And and she also doesn't have nearly the, I don't know, where did Jessica Jones get her morality? I think, to some degree, Jessica Jones' morality comes from this sort of idealized version of her parents that she doesn't have. Because, you know, she didn't gain her morality from her step, or from her uh, adopted mother. Or, or, yeah, no, or really from all. Trish. It, it, it seems like she was like trying to live up to a family that maybe that never existed, you know, and that's that's just real sad. I don't know. There's something real sad about that. Um. So that's yeah. that's Trish. Trish was really interesting this season. What about Malcolm? Malcolm had, like, I want to say that Malcolm's arc was very, like, his was the least uh, bad almost, hmm. but. He's still like he's still an addict. Yep. And he he understands that he's an addict, and he sees all the signs, and he still has trouble fighting against it. Yeah. Every, everyone and, on this show is an addict. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And that was it was it was heartbreaking to watch him like be doing so well for himself and uh, try to you know try to turn his life around through working with Jessica and, you know, constantly saying, you're going to train me. You got to teach me like, we got to do things. I have to learn from you. And she's just like, nah, file some paperwork. 
Yeah. And then he ends up just having to do it on his own and finds out that he's actually pretty decent at deduction. And I think and she, he has learned from her over the course of this time. Like I, I think just by being with her, he has learned a lot. And, and well, when she's yeah, in a, just forcing himself to be around her. Right. And when she's in the right mood, she is actually teaching him. But it's just like randomly and w- with no real like pushing to go, f- you know, continue to teach. So, yeah, it's like sporadic canned lessons of like, this is all you get today. Yeah. Come back. Here's here's come the sc- back every day. Here's the scraps. But I think by watching her, he's getting more than than she's actually meaning to teach. He's getting a lot more from just like picking up things she's saying, you know, or things she's yeah. doing, watching her over the course of the whole time, you know? Yeah. And it's, it's so sad to see him like try so hard and then get pissed off and then go be addicted to whatever. Yeah, for sure. Super sad. Um, sad to see, I don't know. And then like, we got a little bit of a glimpse of his old life and he goes and sees this ex of his and st- and I thought it was like, oh, he's, he's reconnecting to his old life. And he's apologizing. That's great. And then he stole her badge. And it's like, yeah. oh, man, that was all part of a ploy. Like, who has Jessica made this kid into? He's just using <laughs> every, you know, he's tried to stay away from that life. Because in the same way, I think, like, he has this idealized version of life that was. And, uh, and, then, and, then, and then, you know, now he's in this darker place and this darker world and he doesn't want to infest his old life with this new thing. And, um, but then he goes back anyway. He does it and he steals, steals the girl's badge. That was really, that was dark. And then he ends um, up, he ends up with working for Jerry in the end. Well, yeah, he's working, he's working with Price Chang um, as one of the associates. Oh, I did not get that. Yeah, well, Jerry said that, you know, you're unlicensed and inexperienced and, like, you did this one good thing for Oh, that's right. A check. I, I forgot about that last scene. Yeah, she just gives him a check. She doesn't give him uh, I, I really wish they'd shown what that, how much that check was for. I hope. Yeah, I know, right? Because he looked at the check and was like, all right, pleasure doing business I know, with you. I know why they don't do that, because depending on your own situation and your, the own, your own way that you look at things, like, it could be different... Uh, yeah, like, oh, that's a lot of money for some people. Some people are like, you did, you're really? Yeah, you're like $10,000, for instance. Say, say it was $10,000. Um, you're like, I would be A okay with That's $10, a lot of money. That's a great amount of money. But then you think about, then other people see that $10,000 and go, well, that'll get him through two months of life. Like, he's been working for you for months trying to figure this out. What are you doing? You know, like, uh, it's, it's different for different people look at $10,000 differently, you know? So it's, it's makes well, sense that they didn't show, but I kind of wish they had, cause I, I wanted to know so bad. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like he got, he's able to get groceries, right? <laughs> Compensated for his time. Right. Get some groceries, get some new furniture maybe, and set up his own office, get a license. Like he can pay for the licensing. Yeah, right? probably so. And, and probably support himself while he takes on another case. Like he's set now. That's like his, his initial cash infusion. Yeah, Yeah, it's the startup money. Exactly. Yeah. And (laughs) him working for Chang and being around makes me think, uh, think of Foggy, of course, who is also around and and showed up in this season for a moment. Um, For the briefest of moments, which was great, great to see Foggy. I was, I kept expecting him to come back and then he never did. And I forgot all about him until this moment. Um, but uh, but it, but it kind of <laughs> makes me feel like I'd really like to see Malcolm and Foggy interact, like in a non like like in a non defenders kind of yeah, way. just like like on a separate series for Malcolm and Foggy to just like have a weird lawyer 
PI relationship. <laughs> but they're not like the best lawyer and PI. No, they're just a lawyer and PI. <laughs> they're, they're just a random lawyer and PI. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that'll work. I like it. <laughs> um, so that, of course, you know, brings us that, around to Jerry, who had a really yeah, dark arc this this season. Ooh, man, she, God, how do you quantify what she is as a person? Like, yes, she helps the heroes, but she convinced uh, a person, another person, to kill someone and like ruin her own life. I mean, I would say in that in that particular instance, that uh, just shows how vengeful she is, and like yeah. you don't want to be on her wrong side. <laughs> really, really don't want to be on her wrong side. Yeah, she's okay with doing things like that, though. And like, do we still want to claim her as being on the side of the heroes? Like, yeah, she's you know, well, that's, she's Rand's attorney. I mean, no one in this series is a hero. Uh, you know, like I mean, Jessica. Yeah, we'd like to say, but. You know, we're on her side, and we're on, and in many ways, we're on Jerry's side. But, like, it's, 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 that's what's such interesting about the Netflix shows is they're not, they are not Captain America. None of these people are Captain yeah. America. Um, Even though the, oh, God, Oscar's, Oscar's son being all like, do you know Captain America? Like, he idolizes Jessica in that Captain America kind of way. Yeah. Uh, just because she so has sad. powers, which is such a bad idea. Like, Jessica's not right. that person. She's not Captain America. Like, that's not. She's not a role model. Um, she is just a powered person trying to live a powered life and trying to make the right decisions. But but again, it's like, like we talked about, her entire existence seems to be predicated on the fact that she's been building up this fake idealism in her in her in her head of this family that she's trying to live up to. Or I don't know, man. It, it's it's a weird uh, it's a weird and interesting exploration for sure. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> so. I mean, with Jerry, there's no, like, she wasn't deluded in any way other than, like, she got ALS early on Mm -hmm. in the series, or in the season, and, or, well, rather, she was diagnosed with ALS, and then, you know, we get to see her go through all the stages of grief for her life before her life is even, like, really over, and, you know, everybody's got that, that kind of reaction to have. You know, you've got that that time where it's like you're diagnosed, and then you got to talk about it, and you got to deal with it in some way and accept it because I mean, it's not going away. Yeah. So like to watch her struggle with that and like go through wanting to find a doctor to endless or to sorry to painlessly end her life, like that's super dark. Yeah, it really is. And then like every scrap of possibility for healing that she she found she was like that's the thing i'm gonna latch onto that and see that through to the end like i'm gonna fix myself with that and when (laughs) when she got had because of it when she got uh scammed swindled that's the word when she got swindled bamboozled if you will (laughs) um (laughs) she like she lashed out in a really toxic way. Oh yeah, <laughs> man, and, and I loved the way they handled that. Uh, just from a from an audience perspective, because we see her, you know, we get to see Turk again. Yeah, which was great. We get to see Turk again. <laughs> uh, first time we've ever seen him leave uh, a scene vertically. Um, 
which was nice to see. Uh, but Jerry, uh, Jerry, you know, gets a gun, and you're like, oh my gosh, she is she's so far off the rails that she's going to risk her own safety. And then she started yeah. having that conversation with the nurse, and I was just like, oh no, she does not. She is convincing no. her to do it. She's convincing her she to is ruin her own life, and you know, ruin her own life and kill the man who who did this to her. Like, golly, don't get on her wrong side. Yeah, such a, yeah. such a manipulation, such a crazy, crazy thing. Um, so I feel like those are all the main characters. We got a few smaller characters we haven't touched on. Um, like Trish's mom. Uh, Trish's mom being Trish's mom. <laughs> Selling her own daughter over and over again. Yeah, always trying to sell her daughter. Um, God. And other people's daughters. She's apparently still working in the business and still working with other people's daughters and just seems like a creepo. Uh, Trish's boyfriend, who did not turn Griffin. out to be a bad guy. Yeah, it was weird. It, but but he, he did have that... He w- had an accent and everything. Yeah, no. He also... <laughs> He also had that moment where he said something on the phone to somebody about like she doesn't know a yeah. thing or something like that, and and then they never paid that off. So I'm, I'm, oh no, they did, they did. They did. It was the proposal. It was the proposal. Damn, I missed that. Um, yeah, until <laughs> I did too at first, yeah. and then my, the the lady was just like, you you didn't get that. Like he was talking about the the whole proposal thing, and I was like. No, he's a villain. He has to be. Yeah, no, totally about the puzzle. Like he's That's, working with IGH. And it, it kind of makes me feel like he was such a good guy and seems so nice. Um, I feel like all of our main characters are kind of bad guys in the story. Um, we got Trish, who's like addicted to, um, to to you know to powers and wanting them, and uh, you've got. Uh, Jessica, who is like real broken, <laughs> it's just like uh, all these people are like a step away from villainy. Yeah, and I, yeah. I, f- I feel like <sighs> as dark a place as this season started, I think next season might be a darker place Ooh. because she has now it's... lost her mother at the hands of her best friend. So she's lost her mother and her best friend, and her you know partner her associate. Um, yeah. She's lost everyone that kind of keeps her grounded and um, she's lost the idealized version of her family that she thought she had. And so I just don't know who Jessica is at the beginning of season three. You know, I want, uh, I want her to, well, we saw her at the end, like, kind of reconnecting sitting down with Oscar. That's true. She does have Oscar in her life. And I think so he's like, definitely a positive influence, but um, even though he's he was he's an ex-con, you know, a, a forger. Yeah. And another criminal. Like, like like yet another criminal in her life. But he's trying to turn himself around, you know, trying to trying to be better for his son. I think he which well is he's trying admirable. to he's trying to I don't know that he's trying to turn himself around. He's trying to not get caught. <laughs> That's fair. He's still doing That's he's fair. still doing the things he's doing. He's trying well, he's to doing them for Jessica. Well, he, he's doing it for Jessica, but it, I mean, she uh, caught he him. He was also doing it. He was also doing it for the uh, the landlord. Yeah, the reason she knows is because she caught she caught him doing it for someone else. Um, and so that whole th- I don't know. Yeah, Oscar's great, but what you know? What do we do if Oscar if she loses Oscar and the boy? Like I don't know what I don't know where she's gonna where who she's gonna be and what she's gonna do. Uh, cause, uh, she's gonna turn back to Luke. <laughs> 
Maybe. Be like, that, 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 that would be like a powered person. I know that'd be like a positive thing. I just don't know. I think they're. Yeah. I think they're going to take next season darker because of what all the things she lost this season. Oh, that's going to be so rough. Mm-hmm. Like this season was hard to watch because of all of the all of the dark places that she went, and I was just like, God, if you know, it, it's kind of like that uh, that Punisher Daredevil kind of. Uh, back and forth where like you're just one bad day away from being me yeah uh, I feel like with you know the separation of like yeah I don't have superpowers like most people are one bad situation away from being any of the main characters in this show hmm especially Jessica like if you if you don't deal with your grief over something in a not necessarily in a positive manner, but in a healthy manner and actually deal with it, then you're going to go down this super dark path and end up killing your mom. (laughs) That's very specific. (laughs) Yeah. Totally. Totally true. Or your best friend's mom. Yeah, which which we'll see if Jessica (laughs) does that next season. That seems like it'd be satisfying. Oh God! You're like, yeah, we're even now. You killed my mom, I killed yours. Let's be honest. Like, you got the better deal. Yeah, absolutely. I don't know, man. I don't know who got the better deal. <laughs> They're both kind of awful, <laughs> awful moms to have. This rough, this rough dark mom stuff. Um, so let's see. I, I found the the character of Doctor Carl uh, pretty interesting. Um, in that he seemed pretty innocuous and he seemed like yeah, like he had done his he, damage you know and he was really reformed but then <laughs> trish gives him the opportunity to give her powers and he is straight back into like mad scientist mode yep like immediately yep. it doesn't take him long at all and so i think that was an interesting choice to like have carl go out in such a like <sighs> everyone in the show is an addict and his addiction was like the the science, science. The science of the science of superpowers to some degree and in the end he just like uh, he gave into his addiction and died died doing what he loved I guess um, yeah that was real dark too <laughs> yeah especially when he's just like ah oh, shit like you know he had given it up because it it didn't work and he had to fix his his screw up this thing that he broke he had to fix and that's admirable you know he was he was trying to get trying to do better it seemed admirable admirable. right right it seemed admirable he was trying to do better and fix what he had broken but then given the opportunity to fall back into the bad way he went straight for it and then when it didn't go right and when jessica showed up he was like shit this didn't work you're right god uh let me just kill myself you might want to run because i'm gonna blow up the building yep (laughs) Man. So, uh, you want to dive uh, into some feedback? See what everybody else is saying sure. about the season? Sure. Okay, so Thanos. <laughs> That's good to, Thanos good to, good on to know, Twitter. Good to know that he's, lo- uh, he's paying attention to the Netflix universe. Yeah, he's just trying to get uh, caught up and, and current on Earth affairs. Yeah, so Netflix over on Twitter said what now? <laughs> <laughs> Thanos on Twitter said, gotta love Wizard. Hashtag Jessica Jones at MCU cast. Wizard was fun. Wizard was fun. For the for the brief moment that he was there, yeah, Wizard was fantastic. Mm-hmm. I wish that we had had more Wizard, especially with him 
like having a power and and her seeing that like how she would have reacted to him being fast all the time in her life would have been great because that brief moment of her like what the hell are you get would you just chill and like not stop quit it yeah that was fun and i think that her doing that all the time for at least like two more episodes would have been a lot of fun yeah man for sure wizard didn't have to die wizard didn't have to die but well, I guess he for the for this particular plot, I guess he did. But could have just been attacked. Could have just been <laughs> right. Like, yeah, could have just been like in a coma. Yeah, it's true. They're okay with comas. They are okay with comas in this in this universe. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So Yoda, who said to us on Twitter, Adam's cast JJS two EO one season two episode one. For those of you who are, he might be. Not I think it on... might be Yoda Hughes' birthday today. I think I saw that on Facebook. Is it? Yeah, Mr. Hewings there. I'm pretty sure it's his birthday today. So happy birthday! Yeah, it does say that on Facebook. Happy birthday, yeah. Yoda Hugh! Woo! You're welcome. <laughs> Got to mention on your favorite podcast, right? <laughs> yeah. Shout out. You're forcing it a little bit. You're forcing it a little. Okay. Bit. Okay. I'll try not to. I'll do better. <laughs> All right. Yoda Hugh said, "Adam's you cast." Jessica Jones Season 2, Episode 1. I thought Luke Cage was confirmed to be from the same experiment company as J.J. from the file he was handed at the end of Luke Cage Season 1. I don't know. I don't know. Totally don't remember that. Yeah, I don't remember what company he got experimented on by. Yeah. uh, So I can't confirm anything. We know, well, we know Jessica was IGH, but we just don't know. Uh, we We don't know what his story was. I don't. I don't remember that. So I'm sorry. I don't remember. Sorry, Yoda Hugh. Yeah, it was in the episode where they went to Georgia. Oh, okay. I thought he was saying it was in the last episode, at the end of season one. Oh yeah, yeah no, 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 yeah, 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 yeah. You're right. The uh, the one that um, the, oh god, the guy in the barbershop handed him, because it was the file that was lost under the in the in the shop whenever that. The whole thing went down. Okay. Yeah, I don't. I don't recall that at all. It's been so long. Maybe Seagate. We we don't know. It's very possible. Yeah. I don't think they did anything in this show to, uh, you know, deny that. So it's still still totally possible. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Well, he also dealt with the the um, the doctor that. That experimented on him to get the bullet out. Right, right. Well, and that still could be the same company. It could have been IGH working through the through the correctional system. Yeah, they or had whatever. several doctors. Yeah, because there was Doctor Kozlov with the you know the military group, and then there was uh, Carl Malice with the Jessica Jones group. Yeah, and then there was whatever doctor was in uh, Seagate. For Luke Cage, now there just needs to be a doctor in um, Kunlun. <laughs> right? No. So we, we don't ever need to visit there again. Um, are they doing Iron Fist Season 2? Have they announced that yet? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, I they're they're they going to start filming in like a um, couple of months. Okay. Cool. And uh, there there's uh, set photos from Luke Cage Season 2 where uh, Danny Rand is showing up. Nice. I really hope I... Learn to like him more. <laughs> I'm, I'm willing. I'm, I'm very willing to like him. Yeah. But I'm not there yet. I like him a lot when he's with other people. Yeah, he wasn't bad in The Defenders. Yeah. 
So, let's see. Next up. Jeffrey James said to us on Facebook, JJS2E1 spoilers. First of all, your cast on the Jessica Jones Season 2 was really interesting, as usual. Uh, the as usual was him, not me. Not me this time. <laughs> I was surprised that you didn't mention Simpson, who is the guy with the hood uh, who's shadowing Trish. I was really sad to see Wizard get killed so quickly. While speedsters are a bit of a cliché, that he didn't look flashy, as it were, made him more interesting, as did the fact that he was only fast when he was scared, mm. and his self-defense skills were so totally lame. I really like the Great use character. Of, I really like these flashy, by the way. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Flashy was in quotes. Sorry. <laughs> um, <laughs> and his self-defense skills were so totally lame. Great character. Alas, he died too soon. Uh, his self-defense skills were laughable where he picks something up and then just like eh, throws it like he just kind of can't like he doesn't have the strength to throw very hard so he's just like meh and throws it and then keeps running away it seems like with super speed you could throw pretty well you would think like not to be flashy or anything but if you get a running start and then you let go of something you don't even have to throw it yeah maybe his powers just work differently Maybe it's just nah. his legs that work fast. And then, like, by the time, like, if he tries to use his arms too much, he'll, like, break them. See, that's why, that is why I'm a very strong proponent of sword arms. Yeah. All of our characters for speedsters. should have sword arms. Speedsters with sword arms. That's all we want. Yeah. Just give me that. Uh, <clears throat> Jeffrey continues saying, by the way, I did not find the first episode slow at all because a lot happened. They especially deepened all three major characters. Jessica is clearly way more screwed up now than, uh, than she was at the end of season one. The interlude with the Defenders was apparently a respite. Companionship will do that. But the death of Matt, although not mentioned explicitly, seems to have pushed her even faster into a downward spiral. Also, her metabolism may be different, but she is blacking out, which is very serious, even for a super. Uh, plus, her inability to control her anger is a sign that she's losing it. This is one very, very troubled woman. Uh, what surprised me about Trish is that she's so career-minded, even to the point of using her relationship with Jessica to advance it. Yes, she's got altruistic motives, but she also craves fame and fortune. Jessica's remark about Trish being like her mother when Trish showed up with the ashes was very telling. Trish isn't a cardboardy conscience character. She's screwed up too, not as visibly as Jessica, but pretty badly, which is exactly what you'd expect from somebody raised in the fishbowl of fame by an abusive and manipulative mom. Also, Trish, like, unlike Jessica, didn't have a father present that we know of. Certainly her boyfriend choices suggest some major daddy issues. Finally, did you notice Carrie Ann Moss's amazing acting when she was told, apparently, that she's got a serious disease? I'd guess cancer, and can't help but wonder if IGH isn't involved in a possible cure. Malcolm still seems a bit flat to me, but perhaps they'll fill him out more, as they did in season one. Yeah. You know, it's it's interesting to see this, uh, this take on the first episode after watching the entirety of it, because... Yeah. Like you can see how far people have come. Yeah, I really, especially when they're I, they're so deeply thought of. I hate that we couldn't get to the end of this feedback sooner because a lot of it would have obviously had more discussion about it if if we didn't already know the answers to a lot of these questions. But it's still, yeah, it's totally interesting to see how people were thinking in the first episode. So that's cool. Thank you, Jeffrey. Let's see. Yoda Hugh said to us on Twitter. 
at MCU cast stage 12 the number 12 strikes again was there a secret hidden in the in the 12th film what was the 12th film um i don't know what i don't what's this number 12 thing <laughs> have we talked about this before and i'm just I don't missing remember. it i don't remember it either but apparently 12 has had significance let us know yoda Hugh. i don't remember that being a thing I know that stage 12 is where they went when Simpson and uh, Trish had a conversation at gunpoint. Right. Right before he um, died. Rah, so sad, too. Yeah, for sure. Too soon. But I don't um, remember... But as far as other significance of 12, uh, I don't know. Yeah, I don't remember it being a big significant thing. Uh, but yeah, if you if you've got it, if you make it, make a case for the number 12, Yoda Hugh, tell us... <laughs> All right, so Jeffrey James came back on Facebook for episode two saying, another interesting cast. It really adds to the experience hearing you guys talk these episodes through. I'm sorry we didn't get to more of them. <laughs> we're trying. We're, can, yeah, we did what we could. I just, I just had a really, like, I kind of hung my head like, I'm sorry. I know, I know. It's like, thank you guys so much for doing this. It's great. And then we stopped. <laughs> like, yep. Season one, episode one, episode two, and then we just could not get together because I was so sick. Um, but, but yeah. Anyway, well, what else did Jeffrey yeah. have to say? Um, I think the likelihood that Griffin is a good guy is pretty small. <laughs> <laughs> we thought so, too. We thought so, too. Yep. Considering that Trish has a history of child abuse that she's ignored rather than directly addressed. However, Griffin may turn out to be more of a generic asshole, like he's actually working on a story and using Trish rather than a truly evil person tied to the big bad, whoever that turns, whomever that turns out to be. I thought I thought exactly the same thing. I thought he, he seems like a bad guy. He's probably just stealing her story on IGH or something. But nope. Yeah. He just ended up, he was, it ends up that Trish was the bad guy, which is the twist we were not looking for. We were looking for where he was going to be bad, but she's really kind of, she's the one that broke his heart. <laughs> yeah. Like, can we get a show about Griffin now? Yeah, we need we need a good guy in our show. Right. I mean, you know, this is so interesting. Like, we talked a lot about good. What makes a good guy? When we were watching Inhumans and how bad that show is, because why are we rooting for these characters? Um, there is still so many reasons we're rooting for these characters, even though we have a lot of the same problems with this show. There's no like, there's no defined good guy in this show. Uh, I mean, obviously Jessica is the hero of the show. It's named after her, but she's still not. She's not necessarily a good guy all the time. She makes bad decisions, um, and 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 but but she does it with so much pathos that you really bol- you really connect with her, and that's that's what I, I don't know. This show does differently than a show like Inhumans. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's it's like Jessica has a tendency to make decisions like the wrong decisions most of the time, but there's still decisions that the normal person has to make, like whether or not I should react to this in a super negative way or whether or not I should knock this guy's teeth in because he looked at me wrong or whatever. Like she chooses the wrong thing and we see how that spirals and you know, it's kind of a lesson. Like, yeah, even the best of us can go down in a, in a bad way and it's up to us to make the right decisions. Yeah. And just how do you make the right decisions when even the uh the best of us are are falling? Yeah. All right, back yeah. to Jeffrey's feedback. Sorry. No, 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 it's so, good. I, I it's so funny when people give me feedback of these longer ones, I want to be able to talk about each point, but it's like if you wait till the end, it's weird. So sometimes I just like to jump in, so please forgive. Yeah. Uh he continues saying regarding Trish being screwed up. Consider 
Her mother, who was, remember, physically abusive, basically pimped Patsy out and then kept in touch with the abuser for professional reasons. Under the circumstances, it's amazing that Trish will even talk to her mother, who is obviously much worse a person than we thought that she was. Ugh. Malcolm's reaction to learning about the abuse was interesting, as was Trish's calling on him to help her with an investigation. Could Malcolm have a thing for Trish? <laughs> Could that be why he felt weird about the booty call? Yeah, I don't I don't know that I think he definitely by the end of the season had a thing for her. At least he didn't want to just I think he's trying to avoid the addictive addictive nature of sexuality that sexuality can have and he's trying to actually build a relationship. If he's going to be in a, in a physical relationship, he wants it to be tied to actual emotions. And so uh I don't know. I think he's trying to make healthy decisions, I guess. And she was not she was not looking for that. At least with him. Yeah, he's trying to make healthy decisions, but our bad guy duo of Jessica Jones and Trish Walker keep leading him into the wrong thing. <laughs> our bad guy duo that we just love so much. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. He says, by the way, in the scene right after Trish calls Malcolm, Trish had on a red pencil skirt, to which my wife remarked, I wish I had a body like that. Now, anybody who's been married knows that with my wife's remark, the conversation just entered a relationship minefield. <laughs> obviously. <laughs> I was thinking obviously, the exact thing. Obviously, I can't say, yep, me too. <laughs> and, gee, your, your body's fine by me. Just sounds kind of lame. And I think she's too skinny is obviously a lie. So uh, I'm frozen like a deer in headlights when, praise be, Malcolm comes on screen half naked and looking all buff, allowing me to nearly side, or sorry, neatly sidestep the trap by saying, yeah, I wish I had a body like that, too. <laughs> wonderful. Wonderful. Uh, I like it. I think we need a relationship advice from Jeffrey more often. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's, that's, that's good. Uh, Good, good breakdown and analysis. I, uh, I always, I always just sh- shut down. I, I always just either say nothing or just go all in. It's like there's no, there's no middle ground. You don't, you can't be like, eh, she's all right, or I don't know. I'm all, I'm either like, nah, whatever, you're gorgeous, or like, you know, or, uh, I, I say nothing. <laughs> Stop being down on yourself, you know. Have. <laughs> See, I have this, uh, I have this self-destructive tendency, where I'm, where I'm just like, yeah, she's hot, right? Oh gosh, yeah, <laughs> I, I don't have that tendency. I have the other tendency to to be overly complimentary, probably. But I, uh, I don't know. For me, it's all about self-confidence. I, I, I don't really care. Uh, and this is getting more into what we think of what we like uh, <laughs> in relationships, and probably straying far from our topic. But um, I, I don't really care that a girl has like a model body by any means. Like that's not important to me. I, it, the self-confidence matters to me though. Like, and sometimes when a girl is just like overly like, Oh, like down on their own body, like, Oh, I just want to, I wish I, I wish I were skinnier. I wish I was this. I'm like, just be you. Like you're good. You're, you're who you are. And that's like, if you, if you feel, (laughs) if you feel unhealthy or you feel like you want to make some changes, make those changes, but you're who you are. Do something about it. You're who you are right now. And like, be confident and be yourself. Like that's way more attractive to me than, um, (laughs) than, than, than a girl with a great body and and a lack of confidence, you know? Um, I wish I had a body like that. Well, you could just get off your ass. That's also a bad answer. Um, Is it? (laughs) My bad. (laughs) 
Uh, I'm the worst at this. <laughs> and the fact that you didn't know it was on. a bad answer, that's, real, that's the real problem. Oh, okay. Uh, well, all right. So let's quantify this again. Internet, that was a joke. <laughs> because all I know right. there are going to be people who are like, hey, Jeff's the worst. Yeah. <laughs> like, it was a joke. <laughs> Gotta be careful. I know that that was the wrong thing to say. <laughs> oh, man. Okay. Yodi, who said to us on Twitter, Adam cast JJS2EPO2. Jeff, Winter Soldier reference in this cast. Well played, sir. Well played. You know what, Yoda Hugh? I don't even remember what I said. It was a long time ago. This is what <laughs> happens when we get back to feedback for so long I've later. slept since then. I've slept since then. <laughs> Sherman Smith said to us on Facebook, Jessica Jones, S2EP2. Wow, Simpson dead already. Didn't see that coming. I thought he was going to be the big bad. Ooh. Interesting. I think that that might have been too on the nose. I just think it wouldn't have had the emotional resonance. Like the the thing about Jessica Jones is that her villains so far have had a strong personal emotional connection, and I think you know. And this is being written. This is this is a female driven show written by females and directed by females, and I think they are they're not looking for like who's. Th- Who's the comic book big bad? They have different. It, it has a different sensibility, and I think like a decidedly female one. And you can say that's sexist if you want, but uh, it, it does. It does seem like it's a decidedly female decision to have such a personal story be told, and I love it. I love it so much. Um, just think that uh, you know, in, gen- in general, women have a higher emotional IQ than we do. <laughs> oh yeah, in general. Yeah. I mean, you've heard the things I've been saying. Yeah, totally. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but I think that um yeah he, he would have been he would have been a fine villain to just be like if you just want a big battle at the end but they didn't want that they wanted an emotional ending and that's that's what's important to this show and and to their creators <clears throat> I think yeah yeah there wasn't that was one of the things where I was kind of like disappointed in the show I was like oh it's over that there was no like. Huge fight? Interesting. I, I didn't feel that oh. way. I, I I don't ever care when there's a fight. And I and I and I like I'm, I like the spectacle. I oh I, dude, I always just like zone out during a fight sequence. Unless there's like something truly at stake and I feel like something's like, there's so many of these shows. If you watch, you know, Arrow or Flash or, or um yeah, the the DC shows basically. I was trying to I was trying to see if I could lump any of the <laughs> any of the Marvel shows in, and I was like, no, Shield doesn't really do that. Um, the Netflix shows don't really do that. I haven't even said what it is yet, so I should say it. Um, it it's the idea that they have to have a fight sequence like every fifteen ten to fifteen minutes. If you watch an episode of Arrow, they'll be like. There's always a bad guy of a new episode, and he's always doing something, and there's always a reason to have an early fight in the episode just to keep people, like, watching. And I'm just like, I don't care about them fighting. Like, I don't not, unless there are stakes to the fight, it does not matter. And there's, they always put in, like, two or three, one or two fights near the beginning of the episode that are, there's no stakes to them whatsoever. (laughs) It's just to, hey, I'm going to introduce this villain by having a big fight. It's like. There's just better ways to introduce the villain. I feel like there were as many fights in this season, this episode, of season of Jessica Jones, as there are in some episodes of shows like that. And it's just like meaningless fight versus really character-driven battles, and and, and that's just so much more important. There's very little fighting in this season too, yeah. <laughs> or in season one. I, there's almost no I fighting mean, in season one because uh, Kilgrave's not a physical villain. 
Well, we did get the really good fight between Jessica and Luke, you know, in like toward the end of the That's season. That's true. We did get one big like, but but even that like it was. It still had a whole lot of emotional resonance. Absolutely, because you're 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 like, man, this is this is two people that kind of care about each other, beating the hell out of each other, and and like her having to make the decision yeah. to save her own life or shoot him in the head. You know, do what you gotta like, do. What are you gonna do? It's it's crazy. Uh, that was a, that was an insane, and, insane, uh, emo- insanely emotional fight. Um, and that, and I think they've done the right thing. This this season, the fights were very small, were very few, but man. The emotions were every every one of them there were was was uh, was important. You kept saying fight in relation to the like in relation to the show Arrow, and I'm trying to think about what it is that you're you're talking about. But I keep seeing in my head dances that they're doing on, <laughs> on screen. It's true. They're and very. It's just like a dance. They're very dance like, and I don't I don't even mind that necessarily. Like I love a good like three musketeers movie where they just have amazing like sword battles and stuff. It's not the kind of fighting. It's, it's just that there's no, I never feel anyone's in danger. There's no weight. If it's not a season finale or a half season finale or whatever, there's just like, there's, they're probably not going to kill anyone because of like, they have weird contract issues and they just always want to kill someone on a, on a <laughs> I don't know. They just, they just want to save all the big stuff for the season finale or season mid season. And it's just like, why do you have 22 episodes if you're not going to do anything? Yeah. Why do you, why do you have 22 if you only care about four? Yeah. Just, just not my thing. Um, and, and yeah. I enjoy the shows for certain reasons, but they're fun to watch for certain reasons. But I've, I've, I've honestly, I've pretty much given them all up at this point. Cause I just don't have time. There's so many yeah. other shows I care about more. Like Jessica Jones. That's right. Let's get back to it. All right. So Sherman Smith said to us on Facebook, Jessica Jones, S2, EP3. Those scumbag lawyers actually brought up morality, something they or Hogarth know very little about. <laughs> yeah, it's true. Uh, I'm trying to remember what where they actually talked about morality. They talked about it when she's trying when she's trying to get them to let her stay. She's like, uh, they, they told her that it's it's the moral thing to do for you to like step down and not drag the company into whatever you're going through the ALS and, 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 and she's, and, and they, they try to break, call that morality, but obviously <laughs> it's not, they're not even fully wrong. I mean, but it's just, he, he makes a good point that they don't know what, you know, they're, they're, none of them are very moral people. I mean, which we saw later. Yeah. In they've the all got their, 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 their darknesses. Sorry. Uh, Cameron Ramos said to us, um, so I'm on episode four of JJ. Did this take place before or after Defenders? It's weird that up to this point, no one is really talking about anything that happened from Defenders. Um, it's, it's after. And they, I think they very deliberately didn't mention much because they wanted it to be watchable by people who only watched Jessica Jones season one. Uh, but I think the biggest moment... Uh, that shows that it's after, and the biggest point is she says heroes die, which is not something she yeah. had, she knew before, or that's not like that's not a baggage she had before until she saw Matt Murdock die, and that's the when she says I'm not a hero, heroes heroes die. Um, yeah, she actually said that a couple of times. She mentioned, you know, heroes die, uh, and then like the there was somebody else who wanted to team up, and he ended up dead. Yeah. And and that's I think uh, 
I think that's the, that's the. It's not really proof, but I think that that's what they're getting at there. That she's. It's yeah. It's enough of a of a hint that it could be considered a reference. Yeah, I think it's definitely a reference to his death. Because as as far as she knows, Matt Murdock is dead. Uh, Rob Rivera said to us on Facebook, anyone else finished with season two of Jessica Jones? In my opinion, it was not as good as the first. Mm, I've heard that from a few people that, uh, that thought that. And yeah, I heard that from you. Yeah, I, well, I really liked the season. I just don't know. It didn't. It was more. It was maybe even more emotionally resonant than the first one. There's a lot more going on emotionally, but... I just can't, the the fun of the first one, the like deliciously evil fun of Kilgrave, is really lost in this season. Hey, we got that back though. For we did get an episode, episode of it, and I hope they continue to do that. I really want more. <laughs> like I wanted him to be around for the rest of the season as a little ghost Kilgrave. Like I didn't want him to stop doing that. I loved it. Yeah. Well, I mean, he said like I'll be here when you need he me. He did, and I love it. He's now he's now just like the demon on our shoulder, and I just. I love it. I think that's great. Yeah. And uh, when you said you wanted more of him, did you mean like count more yes. of him? Yes, I did. When they, when they show the two or three of him at once, I really wanted just like her to devolve into madness and they're just to be like uh, everyone on the street was a kill grave. Like that's, that's what I wanted out of that. <laughs> I wanted it to be like Agent Smith's but with kill graves. Um, oh, just man. everywhere. <laughs> And she just doesn't know what's real and what's not, and I, I thought that would have been a fun, fun way to take that. But I think probably budgets probably slowed that down. <laughs> you, you, there's so, a reason the Matrix was able to do it, and that's because they had all the time and money in the world. You got me thinking about that fight in the second Matrix movie where, where he's like purpose, just like purpose over and over again. But like if it was, if it was David Tennant saying it instead, like as Kilgrave, where he's just like purpose purpose yeah just like getting more and more dark every time but it's just echoing through the crowd Dude, i would i would watch uh i would watch kilgrave do anything i really i really want more david Tennant in my life i need to watch others of his content because i've really only seen doctor who and uh and this i haven't seen a lot of other david Tennant things i always see movies and stuff pop up and i'm like i need to watch that it's got david Tennant in it and i just never do um <laughs> but he's so he's just so good <laughs> All right, so Sherman Smith said to us on Facebook, Jessica Jones S2 EP3. I'm sorry, not three. That's a seven. Wow. Jessica Jones S2 EP7. Does Octopus Research have anything to do with Jessica's powers? Is she Octopus Woman? <laughs> it sounds like maybe. I mean, what is, what is, what is it that um, uh, Luke Cage is? Some sort of... Abalone shell. Abalone shell. It's like they're both maybe they're maybe that maybe this whole IGH thing is all like sea creature uh, research. <laughs> no, and the reason that Trish was puking up blood is because he used a cat serum or a cat uh, yeah vaccine. Yeah, he used a cat vaccine as his base for that, which I thought that was a nice little call to to help yeah, cat. Yeah. We'll, we'll just little call to the to her comics, her comics name. Which we're probably going to see coming up later. Season three. Uh, Let's see. Sherman Smith also said about uh, episode seven, Trish looks great, but that song is terrible. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. 
I want your cray cray. I don't know. I kind of liked it. No, you didn't. <laughs> Nobody actually liked that song. I mean... David Tennant liked it. <laughs> yeah, that was... He was like, sure is catchy. It was really funny when he liked he liked that song. It was so great. <laughs> oh, it's perfect. It's perfect. He's he's like the Joker for her, and I just love it. Um, yeah, yeah, he is. And I, you know, I noticed when I like tried to emulate his voice just now, I was like, it sounded a lot like my Joker impression. Yeah, no, it totally is. And um, I, uh, by the way, I think we'll talk about it off cast, but I'm, I'm thinking about starting to do Twitch more. And I was thinking okay. we might do some twitching of the cast, like stream okay. it over Twitch when we're when we're doing the cast. I don't know if you guys like that idea. Yeah. Let us know. But I'm also going to start uh, doing Twitch, uh, just just with my music, and also with uh, I'm probably just going to play through the Arkham games because I like them so much on Twitch, and just uh, I don't know. It sounds, okay. sounds like fun. So if anybody out there is so a Twitch that's... person. I'm on, that's why my Joker reference yeah, peaked that. Yeah, the Joker, <laughs> the Joker made me thinking, got me thinking of Arkham. But if any of you guys are Twitch fans out there, uh, I'm going to be at uh, Matthew Carroll Music on Twitch. Uh, so come, yeah. come, like, come, follow me or whatever. I don't know how Twitch works it's, yet. I'm still working it out. <laughs> you subscribe. You subscribe to a channel. I was watching Twitch earlier today. I've, I'm subscribed to the uh, Geek and Sundry channel oh, cool. because that's where Critical Role is, and Critical Role is like. The best web series ever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, if you've if you use Twitch a lot, we need to talk because I'm trying to figure it out. And I'm trying. I want to figure out how we can do like a picture in picture thing where we're both on it and and we can cast that way. That'd be that'd be a lot of fun. I think we can pull that off. I think so too. I've I've worked on it a little bit, but not much. We'll work on it next week. I, I was actually trying to work up a version of it so we could start today, but I didn't. I, I couldn't. You I couldn't get it to we, work. Uh... Think we can use the uh, the Patreon funds to get ourselves some some webcams? Uh, you know, yes, for sure. And I've already got a couple, so we we can we can. Well, I don't have one. Yeah, we can definitely w- w- with maybe maybe we can set that as a Patreon goal. Like we'll start live streaming it if we can get to a certain level or something. So Ooh. I think that that's actually it sounds like a good idea. Um, we, Goals and shit. We might try to do that. We might try to live stream some anyway, but maybe we'll always live stream if we can get to a certain level because it do, it is going to take us some extra equipment and some extra funds to do that. So yeah. yeah. So let's see. Wobbly Boots eighty five said to us on Twitter, Adams you cast hashtag Jessica Jones season two episode seven. Finally, we got the origin story of uh, the the leather jacket. <laughs> crying laughing emoji times four <laughs> that's what we were all waiting for right Wobbly yep, that's what we needed was the leather jacket <laughs> didn't know i needed it <laughs> i thought that, i thought it was fun the the that was neat yeah yeah it was uh interesting to get that backstory like you can you can just see like jessica jones's life is just pocked with loss and Oh, destruction. No. We have not talked about it yet, but the loss of her boyfriend, and I knew it as soon. At the hands of her mother. Here's the, here's the things that I I realized and made me cry while watching the show. As soon as he had the alias nightclub, I knew he was going to die. Yep. Yep. Because uh, yep. I was like, oh, she named her business alias because it's a uh, it's an homage to him, right? Yep. Then I also realized Alias was an anagram for her mother's name. <gasps> That's right. It it's spelled A-L-I-S-A. And that made me cry <laughs> when I realized it. <laughs> I 
I was already sad because she just lost her boyfriend, and then I re- and then it started showing her mother's name on the screen because she finally learned her mother's name, or you we finally learned her mother's name, and yeah. uh, and I was like, oh my gosh, Alyssa, it's an anagram for her mother's name. So like the hardened badass Jessica Jones named her business an anagram for her mother's name. I am now so sad and broken. Isn't that the saddest thing? It oh, made me cry a lot. What did you do? <laughs> it made me cry a lot. You just broke my brain. I <laughs> uh, hope everybody's crying out there. You're oh welcome. Oh my god, we need to pause this for a minute so I can deal with this. <laughs> there are new emotions. You got to deal now. with the grief. You got to deal with the grief of all over again. It really is like just the thought of her thinking about what she's going to name her business and realizing, you know, uh, it's an homage to her boyfriend who she lost, but it's also, and that's just like a perfect in her mind, like thing that she's going to like, she's going to endeavor to do this good thing in the name of her lost boyfriend and in the name of her mother. And now she looks back and has to see that her mother did that. And that that this whole thing that's kind of dedicated to her family and the loss of this perfect family is now, uh, defunct because that family never existed and her family's like has this weird dark connotation now. Uh, oh my god, what do we do? <laughs> I'd say we move on. Is she gonna continue the business? She uh, can't. Uh, she's got to get away from Trish. I think and she's from gonna, Malcolm. I think she wasn't she still working at the end of the, end of the, the season. She I'm, she like sat down at the computer, but she could do like heroes for hire. No, uh, <laughs> I think I think Malcolm's gone from the business at least, and I think yeah. that uh, and I think that Trish, Trish is not in her life anymore. Back. So I think that it's going to be a solo operation like it was in the beginning. Ah, oh, it's just so sad. Though. It's so sad, so sad. Alyssa investigations. <laughs> Uh, Sherman Smith said to us on Facebook, Jessica Jones, season two, episode eight, Mother Jones is the happy homemaker from hell. <laughs> she is, yeah. She's a stay-at-home, uh, stay-at-home monster. <laughs> yeah, she did not do well with breakfast. Things went a little sideways, and then she flipped out. Yeah. <laughs> uh, poor Carl. <laughs> poor piano. Yeah. Uh, oh yeah, that was insane. I, you know, I almost forgot about that because that was before we knew who she was, and it's just like almost a different, almost a different season. You know, I don't know. It's just it's weird to think back to that. But yeah. yeah, she destroys you know, that piano. You know, in like every other show so far, there's been like a bad guy that you see for the first what six episodes, and then maybe like uh, a, a different bad guy for seven, or you get like a kind of a carryover episode and then, you know, a different bad guy for six. Yeah, but not Jessica but Jones. Not Jessica Jones. It was like we didn't know who her mother was for six or didn't know who the bad guy was. It was her mother for six. But then we had the rest of it where she knew. And, like, that's the that's the carryover. It's like it's not a change in bad guy. Uh, it's not a change in, in antagonist. It's a change in what that antagonist means to you. Yeah. And that makes it an entirely different person. Yeah. Oh, and that just, like, thinking about that hurts me again. Like, why do we do this? Why are we talking about this sad show? <laughs> why can't we talk about something fun? <laughs> That's right. Next week, we're going to be the Aerocast. That's um, not fun. Yeah, it's not that much fun. I mean, it's fun, but it's not. I have it's, more fun watching Legends of Tomorrow. 
Oh yeah, Legend Tomorrow's good. Mostly because of Mick Rory <laughs> and the way he talks. Yeah, the, both of those, the, both of those characters, him and uh, his partner, who I can't remember his name, but uh, both Captain of them Cole. have really funny voices. What's his name? Dominic. It was Captain Cole. Captain his, Cole. I actually can't remember his, his real like his bad person name. His alter ego name. So I was trying to remember. <sighs> Dominic Purcell is the guy who yeah, plays. It's him. all good. Damn it. <laughs> I can't remember. Um, like, I can remember everything except his alter ego name. you got two names for the guy and can't remember the He third. was in that other show, and that was his character name there. And, but uh, anyway, yeah, his, yeah. His, he's, like, he's like, yeah, see? He's talking like an old gangster. <laughs> yeah. And then his partner's yeah. like, yeah, see? Yeah. Like, it's just like they, <laughs> they just both have such silly... They're like almost on a cartoon. Like they're, yeah, they're, they're caricatures. Yeah, they really are. It's funny. It's funny and, they go that far into caricature with those two. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I just... Okay, sorry. So Levi, Levi Birdie on Twitter said, At MCU cast, episode 8 just tied itself to the MCU. I like what they're doing in Jessica Jones this season. I don't remember what episode 8 did, but there were a couple MCU The Raft. References. Oh, yeah, The they Raft. They mentioned The Raft. Yeah, love that. I love, the, I love the mention of The Raft. That's great. Yeah, and that kind of uh, throws a wrench in the timeline. We were talking about Jessica uh, would probably be a target of the Accords, right? So, like, the first the first time we see the raft as a prison that's in use is in Civil War. Yeah, but it could have been... It, I mean, that something like that takes a long time to build, obviously. Well, I think this is all after Civil War. I think this is all after Civil War. I just think that... Yeah, for some reason they're not targeting Jessica for the accords. Either she's small fish, and uh, they don't consider the she doesn't just doesn't use her powers that often. And most of the time, it's in secret. Um, you know what I mean? Mm, or yeah. or it's reactionary. She's not flashy she, with it. She's not out there being a hero, which I think is what the accords are trying to prevent. Maybe who knows? Me. Maybe she's already signed the accords. Like we just don't. We haven't even. Maybe they. Maybe Shield came to her last season, or like in between seasons, and made her sign. <laughs> Um, we just never saw it, but but I think I think the truth is they just don't want to. It, it would mess with their stories. So they're just telling the story they have. Yeah, um, they definitely haven't enlisted her in any kind of superhero goings on. Maybe it's because she's not bulletproof. Like they only use the accords for bulletproof uh, supers. Yeah, that's that's there's like, a lot more. Uh, that you could be taken out by an average Joe with a gun. Like I think you're okay. Yeah, there's a lot more. A lot of them that aren't though. Yeah. Um, but yeah. All right. Nathaniel Muzzy said to us, Jessica Jones spoilers up to episode eight. Has anyone else noticed the season is obsessed with doors and locks? My buddy and I started joking like episode two about Jessica having a weird thing for breaking doors and locks in episode two. And since we noticed it, it's been hard to miss. Now the doctor is wearing doors t-shirts. This can't be a coincidence. She broke doors in season one, but it's a borderline fetish in season two. Maybe it's a metaphor for her breaking down her own barriers. I don't know, but I had to say something about it. That is interesting. Um, if I, I did not notice it, so I didn't see it all the way through, but uh, that's interesting. Definitely possible. Yeah, yeah. I've got a, a different theory for everything that's happening in Phase 3 of the MCU. Oh, yeah, <laughs> you posted it on... You tagged uh, Marvel and the Russos in it, right? Yeah, I tagged Kevin Feige and the Russos. Yeah. Because, uh, you know, the thing with Phase 2 was that somebody lost an arm, right? Yep. As an homage to Empire Strikes Back. 
Well, now I'm like, is phase three an homage to Return of the Jedi where everybody has to lose, has to watch their parent die or like lose a, a, a figurehead of what they believe? Like, is that, is that the thing now? Yeah. Watching a parent die. Seems like it, it, yeah, pretty much. (laughs) That happened twice in Civil War. Like, T'Challa was there when his dad died, and then there was December 16, 1991 tape. Iron Man had to watch his parents die, too, on the tape. Both of them. Yep, that's true. That is true. Mm, Okay. Uh, Sherman Smith said to us on Facebook, It took Cage one season for him to realize his destiny to be a hero. I hope that after two seasons, Jessica realizes the same. I mean, she probably realizes that Cage is a hero. <laughs> but I don't think she sees it. That I, I still don't think she's a hero. Oh, there's no way she thinks she's a hero. Yeah, not yet. Not yet. I don't know if she'll <clears throat> ever think she's a hero, but she still doesn't even, isn't even trying, I don't think, to be a hero. Yeah. And maybe less, I mean, maybe less than ever. She tries a little bit in the comics once she gets with Luke, because Luke is so inspiring. Right. But... Like, without him around, and even if, you know, after they have the baby, like, there's, she kind of separates herself from it. Like, I don't need to be a hero. Like, I need to be a supporter of you and work in the background, but, like, I'm not one of those frontline hero kind of people. Yeah, totally. All right, Nathaniel Muzzy said to us on Facebook, 1 a.m., just finished Jessica Jones Season 2. My thoughts with spoilers below. What I liked, Jessica as a character, all of the actors in general, the show overall. What I didn't like, the ending, the villain, the pacing. Okay. Rant. <laughs> I think I might be starting to sour on the Netflix shows a bit. DDS1, Daredevil Season 1, was shocking and riveting to watch. Same with Jessica Jones, but Daredevil and Jessica Jones Season 2 were both overly depressing and in general turned characters into hard, uh, I'm sorry, into hard-to-like dicks that always screw their friends. And to be honest, while the shows are good, I think I personally might need someone to root for in my shows. At minimum, I'd say a solid 80% of the characters are completely irredeemable garbage people by the end. (laughs) Heck, I'm happy Foggy was just a cameo, so he didn't turn out to be a drug addict, sex addict, slash greed addict, <laughs> slash sociopathic monster like Trish Hogarth, Jessica Malcolm, Jessica's mom, Trish's mom, the nurse slash healer, Chow Benowitz, the landlord, the prison guard, etc. <laughs> <laughs> I just felt like somewhere around episode 10, I didn't like anyone anymore. Characters that had redemption arcs? Nuke. Wasted. And the doc that blew up his lab? Sort of. Uh, the one good guy was the detective. Season one had twists that shocked me. This season had some great acting, but was just hard to watch because it seemed obsessed with pushing characters lower, an issue I had with Daredevil season two. I'm starting to think Luke Cage is the only Netflix character that's close to a real hero. I love these shows, but where do they go next? I mean, that dad and kid are dead. Season three, episode one, guaranteed. Slash <laughs> that's exactly what I was. Th- I just said a few minutes ago, if she loses that, her boyfriend and kid, it, I don't know where she goes from there. Um, yep. She, she definitely has very little left. There's just very little in this show and in all the Netflix shows, honestly, there's very few good people. <laughs> Yeah, um, they're they're getting into too dark territory. They are. I don't. I, I so far I haven't minded it. I, I'm, I'm. They're just. Doing I totally it right is all it is. I totally understand Nathaniel's point. I I just said it. I mean, we just had this conversation, but I I totally I totally said the same thing about Inhumans because there's no one to root for. But in this show, 
they do it with so much more realism and pathos that I am I'm still on board. I I, I I'm still on board, but I totally understand why Nathaniel's not. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Sherman Smith had a couple of things to say again. Jessica Jones, since the guy taking the pills was only referred to as Simpson, could we still have someone else's nuke at a later date? Well, yeah, anybody could be nuke. There were several nukes in the comics, if I recall correctly. Uh, anybody could take the pills. Interesting. There were several in, in the comics. So that, that means that that uh, it would be interesting if they brought in another another character who was nuke to be another IGH agent who has those same powers. So that's cool. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he also said, Jessica Jones, season two, episode 13. I knew when Trish woke up that the experiment worked. Hellcat's coming. She did the right thing. She couldn't take the chance that the cops would bring Jessica in alive. I just don't know. I just don't know if she did the right know. thing. She did she probably, it's, it's probably one of the situations where she did the right thing for her friend, but it's it's maybe not the right thing for their friendship. Yeah. You know, yeah. sometimes you got to do the right thing for your friend, even if it pushes them away as a friend because it's better for them. Whew, oh, rough. man. We got a we got an email from the Superhero Ethics podcast. Hey, like, Superhero this, Ethics. Matthew over I'm, at Superhero Ethics is, is the bomb. You guys need to listen to that podcast. Yeah, I'm excited to read this because I haven't read it yet. I, this is the person that I want to talk to the most, other than you, about this season. Yeah, let's hear it. Uh, he's saying, this season of Jessica Jones confirmed what I've long suspected. The MCU is never going to have the kind of continuity and connection that it could have and that so many of us wish for. Season 2 of Jessica Jones did a great job building on the events of Season 1, but totally forgot that anything from the Defenders even happened. Jessica is so affected by the death of everyone around her, but Matt is nowhere on the list. When she and Trish are each desperate to find a way to defeat Jessica's mom, or when Trish becomes obsessed with powers, neither of them thinks of the other powered people they just met. Similarly, with uh, trying to figure out what to do with the mom, the show opens up some great discussions about how the legal system should deal with power people, but then forgets that there was an entire movie in this universe dedicated to this exact topic. I appreciated the mention of the raft, but the whole time Trish was making an issue of this or Jessica was discussing it, it felt like this was the first time the issue was being raised in this world, which we know isn't true. There were, I'm sorry, there was some good parts of Jessica Jones too, uh, but I figured you'd share my sadness at the lack of continuity. Love you guys. Love the show. Matthew, Superhero Ethics. Huh. That's not what I wanted to talk about, Matthew. <laughs> Here, where's your <laughs> ethics talk, Matthew? Come on. Come on. Get, 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 get us back with some ethics. Or, or just invite us on your show and we'll have a whole Jessica Jones ethics talk. Oh, that would be so great. Yeah, we're down. Let's, let's twitch that. Yeah, absolutely. Let's twitch, let's twitch that shit. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> is that how you say it? Is that the lingo? Yeah, it's, that's the lingo. Am I using it right? Um, yeah, lack of continuity. I, I am always frustrated with the lack of continuity in all of these shows. Uh, I, from my perspective, it wouldn't bother me if Captain America was mentioned in every episode. Because in, in, in reality, if the Hulk and Captain America and Iron Man and, and Thor, particularly, who is an alien, existed, we'd probably God. in life talk about them all the time. <laughs> Oh yeah. Um but oh yeah. I understand if you're trying to make a Jessica Jones show and it's got a totally different audience than the Avengers do. Why you don't want to bring them up in every episode. Like it's 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 understandable why you don't want your show too tied to the Avengers because honestly, like I hear stories all the time of people who are like, I don't watch superhero stuff, but Jessica Jones is great, especially women, uh, especially because it's, 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 it's just, it's written and it's written and directed by women and caters to that, that demographic in a way that uh, most MCU doesn't. 
so it doesn't frustrate me that much. Um, I honestly was I was happy with the couple mentions we got this season. <laughs> the fact that we yeah. got any um, the raft, and I disagree with Matthew that there was no mention of Matt Murdock. Sure, they could have actually name dropped him. That would have been nice. Um, except, what would she have even called him? Because I guess she could have called him Daredevil, but nobody else knows Matt who who even Matt was. Um, yeah. So it's kind of a secret. She could have said, "I knew this crazy blind guy." <laughs> yeah, like what did what did she say to you know? I guess she could talk to Trish about it or talk to Malcolm about it. But Jessica's not the kind of person who opens up about things, so it didn't strike me as weird that she's not like lamenting to her friends about her friend that just died. She the the the, the statement, um, "I'm not a hero. Heroes die. Heroes just die." Like that to me, that was enough. That's that's what Jessica would say. That's the the kind of statement she would make to her friends. She wouldn't go and, let, and her friends might go, "Wait, what what do you mean heroes die? Have you had a hero die recently?" Like her friends know they're not going to pursue that line of questioning with her, you know. So yeah, so to me it just felt like the character. She's so negative too that like that's the thing that she would focus on from the team up, right. not the other two people who would be like really good teammates to always have around. And the fact they saved the world or whatever, like yeah, like of, they saved New York at least. Yeah, none of that, none of that resonates. It's the fact that she lost someone else, you know. Yeah. Um. And do, do we know? Did Trish? What did Trish know about the whole thing? I forget what where she was in Defenders, but I don't think she she was in the police station. Yeah, like she she was kind of sidelined to me from the whole thing. I don't know that she really even knew who Matt Murdock or she probably saw Matt Murdock and she probably heard about daredevil, but I don't think she like made the connection or really knew about his death. Maybe. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Um, Sherman Smith said to us on Facebook, not sure if I sent this particular feedback. If so, just ignore it. Jessica Jones season two. I think what Trish did for Jessica was selfless and heroic. She didn't want Jessica dead, either by the hands of her mother or the cops. And she also didn't want Jessica to have to be put in the, in the situation of her having to kill her own mother. Yeah, a couple of people that's, have agreed with you. Um, that's the, the constant debate is whether or not what she did was right. And that's what I want to talk to the Superhero Ethics Podcast about. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <sighs> okay. Looks like, oh, last one. Brian Keegan says, Jessica Jones season two finale. I didn't care for this season, and I really need you guys to change my mind. Season one was my favorite TV series ever, and season two, I had to tell my friend to not even bother watching it. It ruined the characters for me, and their relatability went out the window. I feel sad, and you wouldn't like me when I'm sad. Hashtag sad Hulk. <laughs> you wouldn't like me when I'm hungry. Um, <laughs> yep. Good. Uh, yeah. Good Norton. Um, it's, it's interesting, Brian, you guys having that reaction. Um, I definitely feel you. I don't know. I definitely feel how everybody's having these sad reactions. It was a sad season, but I still care about the characters. So I'm, I'm still yeah. in. I, I don't, I don't know. I understand the disappointment. Cause I felt that disappointment too. Cause you know, when it ended with Trish killing, uh, mama Jones, I was just kind of like, what? That's not what, how are you? What? And I was just really kind of let down almost. Uh, I, it was more just a, a general disappointment with the characters. Like I, I thought that I was disappointed with the show, but it's more I was disappointed with the characters and how they handled it. Yeah. To me, having that kind of sadness uh, for these characters... It just goes to show how good the show was. Exactly. Like I'm like, 
the fact that I feel so disappointed in these characters doesn't make me disappointed in the show. It makes me like good, good on you, show for making me feel <laughs> like I like <laughs> way I, to make me feel emotions. I am assholes. so invested in this show that I'm upset that everyone's being such a bad person. Like I'm really upset, and the fact that I'm really Damn it, upset, Trish, is you're thing. better than this. Yeah, exactly. Like I'm, I'm viewing these people like they're real people, and I, to me, that doesn't make a bad show. But I understand. I don't know. It's such a hard line to walk. It's the, it is. It really is the difference between shows like this and shows like The Flash and Arrow, where like the morality is a lot less gray. Yeah, and the people honestly are a lot less realistic. Um, and it's like it's like <laughs> that that balance between realism and darkness and lightness and, uh, and 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 having someone to root for. Like those are all like these. It's like these four corners of a Punnett square that you're like, where do I land in the middle, and how do I what part of this scale do I land on, you know? Yeah, yeah. Uh, and I, I don't mind where this show lands. I, I, I like it. It It's different, and, and that's okay with me. I, I like that it's so different. I don't want this show to be Luke Cage or it to be the Arrow or it to be Flash. Actually, if you if you look at it, like, you could go with the uh, Dungeons & Dragons, like, chaotic versus lawful, evil to good kind of scale. <laughs> yeah, but with, but with like, shows... Yeah, but like with the characters. Yeah, oh, oh, for sure with the characters. But I mean, like the overall show is written in a way that it like oh yeah means this or means that or does the you know it has these different tendencies. Um, well, guys, that's all your feedback, um, and we appreciate all your feedback. It's been awesome um, going over that with you. Um, I'm sorry it took us a little while to get to this, um, and we that we didn't get to do individual episodes because that would have been cool. But yeah, I would have appreciated a more in-depth discussion on each one. And we can continue. There are things that I forgot. We can definitely continue the discussion as we go. Um, if anybody has anything else to say about Jessica Jones, we don't mind doing another, another yet another cast to talk about this because um, it was a great series um, so far. Um, so uh, we're the Marvel Cinematic Universe podcast. If you want to reach out to us, hit us at mcucast.com, at mcucast on Twitter, facebook.com, slash mcucast, mcucast at gmail.com, or call 573-CAST-MCU. That's right, MCUcast everywhere. Um, also, MCUcast on Patreon, where you can reach out to us, and we're going to set a goal, and if we reach that goal, we are going to start live streaming our episodes, and, and we'll start incorporating your live feedback into our show, which I think could be really cool. Um, it could uh, really liven up the discussion a little bit, don't you think, Jeff? Live, liven up. Liven just, up yeah, the discussion. <laughs> yeah, I get it. <laughs> okay. Um, so, <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, we're gonna set it. We're we'll, we'll set it on Patreon, and if you guys are interested in that, go go subscribe. We'll probably set it like if we can get up to like a hundred dollars an episode, we will definitely live stream every episode. That will be our yeah. Our thing. If we can get to that, let's, let's, let's but only for patrons. Well, that'll give us a little. Either it gives us a little while, or we never get there, and we'll just live stream the ones we can. Uh, we're gonna try to start the whole live streaming thing, though. It's and and honestly, we've been trying to. We've been wanting to go video for a long time, and we haven't had the chance. But uh, we're gonna try. We're gonna try to. We're gonna try to make all that happen. So it's a whole production deal that we don't know how to do yet. I'm good at audio. I'm not good at anything else yet. Yeah, um, I'm gonna have to do my makeup, and that's weird. Yeah, yeah, no, no, it's gonna be weird to do some makeup. No, I'm just kidding. I probably <laughs> probably won't do makeup. I will try to color my beard, maybe. Um, <laughs> no, I'm gonna shave my head bald and like do the scarification tattoos. Oh gosh, that uh, <laughs> that Drax has. Yeah, I like it. I like it. All right, yep. guys, um, hit us up. We love to talk to you. Patreon.com/slash/mcgas. Also, uh, Stitcher.com/slash. 
premium premium and this code is cinematic if you want to try stitcher um free for a month and is it a month or is it a week yeah it's a month it's a month a month free and you get to try it out you get a lot more podcasting and you get to listen to wolverine the long night uh we'll see you guys soon until next time true believers Thank you.